The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level 3, this is Sports Rage. I am Morenci. All right, listen, I want to get into this story before our AM radio affiliate joins. I think it's pretty gruesome, so we're on serious now. Uh, See, so yeah, McKinnis is going to Vegas, and I tell you guys, you go to Vegas, especially if you're, like, middle-aged or something, and any, like, hot younger girl hits on you, like, you're getting set up, right? And I don't trust anybody in Vegas. I live there. And people that live there told me the first thing when I moved there was don't trust anybody here. So you can't trust anybody in Vegas at all, right? Um, you can't trust anybody. And, you know, online dating and stuff, and I live in New York City, and and I used to see it all the time. And you'd figure it was danger for women, but it's more danger for men, right? You know what I mean? You hook up with some girl online on Tinder or something like that, and her boyfriend smacks you over the face with an iron, right? So th this happened yesterday in New York. 24-year-old man met a girl. Uh, she looks all right. Yeah, I mean, I met a girl online, Bronx apartment. Yeah, number one, you know, you're going to meet a girl in a Bronx apartment. Believing he was about to hook up. With a pretty uh, brunette that he met on Instagram. Turned out to be a honey trap. The woman he'd be chatting was actually part of a group of uh, sadists who spent hours torturing a kidnapped man. Get this. So, um, they tied him up. <laughs> like, you can't, like, this poor guy goes to an apartment, thinks he's going to meet a girl and, uh, you know, to hook up with. And then a bunch of dudes, uh, masked men showed up and spent hours torturing him. Then they, they broadcasted it live on FaceTime demanding $100,000 in ransom to his horrified brother. Police found the victim 24 hours later. He was tied up and gagged in the back of a van, Barry clinging to life. Uh, he was a complete stranger. He met the girl on Instagram. She sent him some nude pictures. He arrived at her place at 1 a.m. That's when the twisted torture section began. Three men barged into the apartment. One of them pistol whipped him. Um, then they allegedly stripped the victim, placed him in a bathtub, poured flammable substances on him, and burned him with flames. They then tortured him with a knife, striking him above the legs, back, and body. Sources said the sickos allegedly lured the victim to the apartment because they were driven by the money he flashed on an Instagram account. See, people? See? If you have money, pretend you don't, man. Man, think about that. Some guy on Instagram, and this chick scouted him out, man. After multiple hours of torture, the kidnappers moved their victim to a different location. 
Later in the afternoon, the man's brother got a grisly FaceTime call and watched uh, as his sibling was cut with a knife by one of the mass kidnappers as they demanded $100,000. Give us $100,000 or we're going to kill your brother. Police were able to track down one of the alleged accomplices and found the victim in the back of a van outside the guy's apartment. Barely breathing. Um... She faces, uh, they all face uh, attempted murder. So any of you going out on an online date right now, think twice. (laughs) Oh, think twice. Just another day from you and me in paradise. You know what happened in Vegas yesterday, too? Same thing. That's why I thought of this. Uh, It happened in Vegas. You guys know, I I know everything that goes on in the world. (laughs) In Vegas yesterday, this is crazy. A girl hooked up with a guy, started having sex with him, and stabbed him in the neck to get back for an Iranian terrorist attack or something. This is Portrage. I am Renzi. Level three. Shane McNichol. Action Network will step up and in. We'll get back to the madness. Let's blast through the games. Got a lot of stuff uh, going <laughs> going on. We just had a very interesting little mini segment on Sirius while your sports update on your local affiliate was playing. I think I just scared the hell. Uh, I think I just scared the hell out of a lot of people in our chat. <laughs> you can't trust anybody anymore, man. That's the moral of the story. I'm telling you. Like, and I'm to the point now, like I said, so basically we just joined the AMA Radio Phillips. I was talking about, uh, you know, McKinnis was talking about going to Vegas. And I said, you got to be careful in Vegas, all right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, any girl talks to you, you think, oh, it's my lucky night. I'm in Vegas. This is great. No, it's not your lucky night. She's getting ready to rob you and kill you, right? I'm dead serious. So, and just two nights ago in Vegas, some dude hooked up with a girl in a casino, went to a hotel room. They started having, you know, relations, and she stabbed him in the neck, a complete stranger. And it turned out she was doing it as revenge against the United States um, because of uh, the bombings in the Middle East. It's like, come on. Like, you stabbed some random guy in the neck. <laughs> like, you gotta, that's what you got to worry about now? You're like, I don't know. Maybe this girl's pissed off about something that happened in Russia, for all I know, and it's a setup. Uh, you got to be, be careful. Uh, be careful. <laughs> That's the warning. March Madness in, in Vegas. Be careful. I tell you, listen, I live there, man. All right? They don't put that stuff on their TV ads, all right? Oh, yeah, come to Vegas and get robbed by a hooker in a hotel. They don't tell you that. But it happens all the time. All the time. That's the big. That's the big angle. Their angle is basically... They take you up to the room and either just rob you at knife point, right? One of their whatever, and they'll just basically say, call the cops. What are you going to do? You're with a hooker. Or if they really want to get you, they'll just drug you. They'll drug your drink. You'll pass out. You'll wake up in the morning, and everything's gone from your room. <laughs> your watch. Your, and also, they're not stupid. They'll look for people with wedding rings and stuff, right? So they'll know, all right, this person's not going to file a complaint. Be careful in Vegas. Stick to the sports books. There's enough sharks in a casino. <laughs> Stick to the sports books. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Nothing but advice here. Bring it. <laughs> 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular. The guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is Sports Rage. I am Red Sea Series XM Channel 159. I'm mighty at 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio Networks on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's get uh, aboard the Shane train. Shane McNichols steps up in it. PalestraBacca.com Action Network. Let's talk madness. Shane, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing? Doing great. Ready for the madness. So um, how many times have you changed your mind as far as your bracket uh, is concerned? Me personally, I haven't changed my um, – I haven't changed who I think is going to win. I haven't changed who I think is going to play in the final. Uh, but I've changed my mind on about six early games, <laughs> uh, to be honest. But I'm more concerned with the bets uh, than my brackets. But what do you think about the overall bracket? And uh, was it an easy bracket for you to fill out or a tricky one? Yeah, it's always tricky, but I'm a, I'm a pretty strict first instinct, just stick with it kind of guy. So I, I, I filled it out Sunday night. I haven't changed a single game, but of course that means the closer we get, the more I don't feel great about some of them, especially some of those Final Four teams and the teams going further in, into the tournament. Now, I love this time of the year in which um, everybody becomes fans of and becomes experts on. It'll tell you why a team is going to win, even though they've never seen this team before. And I gave South Dakota State to win the Summit Conference Tournament, (laughs) and people kind of like, South Dakota State, what, 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 what? And I said, yeah, this team hasn't lost since December the 15th. Uh, They're the number one three-point shooting team in the country. And I thought I was a hipster at the time for talking about them. But uh, right now, I think, you know, everybody – from uh, everybody from every bus driver, construction worker, and uh, school teacher in America right now can tell you all about South Dakota State and the metrics that we just banged off. And I was looking forward to betting on them coming into the tournament thinking, oh, man, maybe I'll get 10 points. Maybe I'll get 12 points against uh, somebody, and they're going to be undervalued. No, they're two-point underdogs. That's the thing that catches my eye about this tournament the most, Shane, is the seeds don't mean anything, man, when it comes to what the point spreads are. It's hard to call a team a Cinderella or a sleeper in South Dakota State when they're getting two points against the Big East champions. Yeah, I think there were really two that jumped out to me as soon as the bracket hit. I've been high on Colorado State all year long, and the bracket comes out. They get a Michigan team that a lot of people thought should have been uh, in the first four in Dayton, 
instead gets a bye and gets Colorado State, and the sportsbooks have Michigan as the favorite in that game. And then the same thing that you're talking about, South Dakota State, like you said, the best three-point shooting team in the country. They haven't, they've been on this long winning streak. There's some really good players. Uh, Baylor Shireman really might have an NBA future ahead of them. Uh, and, but they get, they get a draw against a Providence team that, as everyone has, has seen all year long, they've got some lucky wins. They've won a ton of really close games. There's the, the predictive metrics that a lot of the books use and a lot of uh, college basketball media uses don't love Providence just because they, they rarely win games by a large margin. And a lot of that then people think comes down to luck. They, 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 they're winning all these close games by, by very close margins. And they've had some real shooting luck that could regress at a certain point. I think at the end of the day, they're the Big East champions. I know that they, they won some of those games by close. Some of them, the other team came back late, late and, made it, and made it within a close margin. But Providence has some real players. And I don't think anyone on South Dakota State is prepared for Nate Watson, the big guy in the middle for Providence. I, I, I think Providence has gotten so much of this nobody believes in us mentality that at this point it feels like they're the underdog, even as a four seed. And I feel like they should take care of business and win that first round game. I agree with you. I agree with everything you just uh, said right there. And, you know, almost just out of principle, the, you know, we have the Big East regular season champs against the Summit League regular season champs, and it's a two-point uh, point spread. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. all right, and I don't want to just simplify it like that, but I, I get it, and I've gotten into it. I've gotten into it with people all year about the luck index and all oh, the Ken Palm luck index. What the hell is that? Right. How are you lucky? Well, you know, teams have missed uncontested shots, which I think is a pile of crap. You know, yeah, did they win a lot of close games? Yeah, they did, and I'm not saying, you know, I didn't even think they're a Final Four team, but it's funny, that perception, perception of reality, isn't it? Because, and I know this is someone to bet on the South Dakota State games, they weren't blowing everybody out either. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's funny how, oh, well, Providence won close games. Yeah, well, say, you know, they beat all Roberts by four points at South Dakota State. And uh, in, in, in a championship game against North Dakota uh, State, it was 75-69. I had big money on that game. Bro, that game was like a two- and three-point game with five minutes left. So it's just funny how people will pick on Providence for playing close games in the Big East, but somehow South Dakota State or some juggernaut from the Summit, never mind they played close games in the Summit. It just it cracks yeah. me up, man. <laughs> yeah, and I, the, the craziest thing to me when the bracket came out is the three teams that, that all the metrics and uh, dogging on are Auburn, Wisconsin, and Providence, and they all end up as the two, three, and four seeds in the same region. So, I mean, I think – if those metrics are right, we're de- we're due for some chaos in that Midwest region. If not, one of them can really capitalize and find their way into the Elite Eight. But personally, I think that that bodes well for Kansas. The Jayhawks, I think they got the easiest draw of any of the four number one seeds because of those three teams that have been a little iffier down the stretch, especially Wisconsin with Johnny Davis fighting a little bit of an injury here. I think Kansas probably benefits from that and uh, makes their way to the Final Four. Bill Self is a one seed for the 10th time in his career. It's interesting you say that, actually, Shane, about Kansas, because, you know, people are people just generally don't believe in Kansas, right? You know, long time, you know, because, oh, they, you know, they always find a way not to win. But it's funny, if you look at the odds, when the odds were posted for the futures, they didn't really move. Like, I thought Arizona's number would move more because they're so trendy. You know, Kentucky hasn't moved. Nobody's really moved. You know who did move? The team you just talked about, Kansas. And even though, you know, not a lot of mainstream people are picking Kansas to win. They went from 13 to 1 to 10 to 1, and I think it's just because of what you talked about when people see the path uh, there. So, uh, Shane, let me ask you, you, you talked about liking Colorado State, at least before the tournament. 
you know, uh, coming into this thing. So they get Michigan. They get a 12-15 uh, early East Coast start time. And, oh, yeah, the game is like 1,100 miles away uh, from, from Fort Collins. They have to go into Big Ten country. And Michigan are, you know, they're, they're an eccentric basketball team. I don't need to tell you. I mean, they've got some really, really impressive wins where they look like a top-10 team. And they have some horrible losses where they look like a team that would get bounced in the first round of the NIT. Michigan do have a strong tournament history uh, in the past. And it's amazing, guys, uh, for people tuning in if you're unaware. So Michigan were only three games over 500. They're the first team since 2001 uh, to, to make it three games under 500 in the tournament. So they've got something to prove. I just think it's sort of a it's a bad situational spot for Colorado State that they're in. What did you think of Colorado State's draw, and what do you make of the game? Yeah, I think you're right about the draw, the location, and the time of the game. I don't know if you saw the reports that Colorado State isn't even positive when their plane will be taken off to get to that game, um, which is certainly concerning. But I think on the court, in, an, in a neutral environment, I would like Colorado State. I think – Michigan's relying a little bit too much on some of its unproven raw freshmen. I think Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate are really good players. They're going to be really, really good pros someday. But right now, they're still really up and down, especially on the defensive end. And I think those are the two players that they're going to have to rely on to guard David Roddy, who's Colorado State's best player. And I think he's just a matchup nightmare for anyone, but especially for a Michigan team that doesn't quite have the, the front court player to match up with him that makes sense. Hunter Dickinson's a really great center, but he's not going to be able to step out and guard David Roddy. So, I, I, like I said, on a neutral court and neutral environment, they're both traveling at the same time, same place, everything. I'd like Colorado State, but you are correct that, that some of those travel issues might, might uh, hamper the Rams. Point guard play is, has been an issue for Michigan as well. Inconsistency. It's a good point as far as Michigan because you know they have NBA talent. But at the same point in time, and I'm a Michigan fan, so what I say this is, you know a lot of teams, you know, you'll know, you know what you're getting from them. All right, we know what we're going to get. All right, this guy's going to give us this. You don't know with Michigan, right? Like you don't know. And you sort of hope. I don't know, Dickinson could go off for 30. He might have 14. Uh, you know, Caleb Houston might have 17. He might have six, right? Like you don't really know. When you talk about defensively, they just haven't really gelled and come together. I like the over that basketball game. Um, but I'm going to have to respectfully disagree and go with the Wolverine, Shane. All right, listen, we'll take a quick break. I want to get Shane's big picture, a couple other picks, uh, throw some other games uh, at them. The tournament that has begun. Let's do this thing. The late night anger management class. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. March Madness has begun, although whatever, man. It's been insane. Uh, it's been insane for a couple of weeks. We already know that. Get aboard the Shane train. Shane McNichol, Jonas Palestrabacca.com, the Action Network. Uh, so, Shane, what, before I ask you about the championship of the Final Four, what are some of the uh, first-round games that you've got circled, that you're betting on, that you look most forward to watching, betting, and uh, playing? Yeah, I think one of the ones that jumped out to me early was that Iowa-Richmond game. I think the whole world feels like Iowa is, is now some kind of world beaters. Um, I think that Richmond team looked really good in the Atlantic 10 tournament, and they deserve more credit than they're getting playing against an Iowa team that can be really good offensively, but their defense at times can really uh, struggle to stop penetration, and that's what Richmond does best. That's what Jacob Gilliard, who's a fifth-year senior, uh, does best. He does the pick-and-roll with Grant Golden, and I don't know that Iowa has the horses to stop that. I don't know that, that Richmond can win the game, but they certainly should not be double-digit underdogs in that game. Um, I, I also, we, we mentioned Wisconsin earlier. I think Colgate, in the same way that you're talking about South Dakota State being a great three-point shooting team, Colgate's the second-best three-point shooting team in the country. And Wisconsin plays that slow, Big Ten style of basketball that's going to be a low-possession game and let Colgate potentially shoot their way into the into the game. Again, I don't know that Colgate as a 14 seed has the athleticism, especially if Johnny Davis is healthy, to stop Wisconsin, but I certainly like them getting those seven-and-a-half points. Um, and then one more I'll throw out to you. I really liked uh, Virginia Tech uh, at the AC at the ACC tournament in the Barclays yes, Center in Brooklyn, um, there's always a worry that a team that plays that well kind of peaked and now needs to kind of get back up for this next um, tournament game. But at the same time, I trust Mike Young as a coach. I think he does some really great things offensively. Um, I'm a little bit worried about this Texas team all year long. They've been so up and down. They have so many transfers trying to meld into this new system that Chris Beard's bringing from Texas Tech, and it just never has felt right. Um, They've only beaten one team that's in the NCAA tournament field away from Austin all year long, and it was a road win at TCU. That's not exactly the most impressive thing, and they're not playing any NCAA tournament games in Austin. So I'm worried about that Texas team, especially with Marcus Carr, who was kind of billed as the star that they got in the transfer portal. I'm just not sure that he's a winning type of player. He's going to shoot 15, 20 shots. He's going to shoot a low percentage. I think that's the kind of – uh, that's the kind of opponent that Virginia Tech is going is to thrive against. But Mike, Mike Young is too good of a coach to let mistakes and miscues go by the wayside. Virginia Tech's going to take advantage. I love where you're going with that. I agree 100%. And what you said as far as Texas and, and being on the road. Look, so what, they won 21 games this year. 16 of them were at home. Right, and people don't really talk about that enough. I look at these; these tournament games are road games, right? That's that's why I look at it as well. And I just think the the physical and mental toughness. We saw Virginia Tech, and like you said, some teams could be somewhat of a letdown uh, after going on a, a conference tournament run like that. But these kids from Virginia Tech have a chip on their shoulder. People still really aren't talking about them very much right now. But it's it's fascinating. We were talking earlier about the the point spread with 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 the Jackrabbits and the Friars. But uh, Shane, how about all the these um, six and eleven seed games, 
right? Six and 11 seed game. So you just mentioned Virginia Tech and Texas. I like Vautech. I like the 11 seed. Yep. I personally like Michigan, who are the 11 seed. You like Colorado State there. And what about Iowa State and LSU? So... So we know what happened with the LSU coaching situation. And, and Iowa State, guys, so Iowa State four games under 500 in conference play, which is sort of unheard of. And that's only happened two times before that a team got into the tournament being four games under 500 in conference play. And, oh, yeah, by the way, those two teams, like they both won their first two games. I am a big yeah. believer in the team that everybody thinks it sucks and shouldn't be there doing well. It's just sort of a gut feel that everyone's like, what the hell are Iowa State even doing in this tournament that they're going to show up and play well in this game? What's your take on that one? Yeah, that one's the one of the matchups that jumped off when the bracket came out. Every year there's kind of those teams that everyone can't wait to see who they get matched up with, and then two of them end up playing each other. Like last year, Rutgers <laughs> and Clemson yeah. was a 7-10 matchup. Everyone thought both of them were going to lose their first-round game, but now somebody's got to win it. And I, I, I'm starting to lean towards LSU. I understand that their head coach is not going to be there, but it, at a certain point, does that become kind of a rallying cry and nobody believes in us? Uh, is that in, in their locker room, like, hey, we don't need him anyway, that kind of thing? Or, obviously, is that going to be just so much of a headache and, and a hassle that uh, is an Iowa State team that started the season 12-0? and Let's not forget that. I mean, not against the best strength of schedule, and once they got into the Big 12, like you said, they were four games under 500. But at the same time, this is a team that can win some basketball games. I lean towards LSU just because I like their athletes a little bit more. I think Tari Eason's the best player in that game, and Xavier Pinson, when he's healthy, um, gives LSU a, a closer for the end of games. I think he's probably the, the best offensive option on either team there. Are people giving Marquette a little bit too love or being a little bit too hard on the Tar Heels? I mean, people are talking about the Tar Heels being a bubble team down the stretch, uh, Shane, and they had some really impressive wins. And, and then, all right, they lose, right? So they get punched in the mouth by, by Virginia Tech. And now people are talking about Marquette. I mean, we're looking at a point spread, you know, three points here. This is something that jumped off the page of me. Oftentimes, listen, just because something jumps off the screen doesn't mean it's right. And we always talk about sort of trap games, etc. cetera. Uh, but Marquette sort of play the same style North Carolina do, but they're not as big and they don't rebound as well. Like, that's the way I look at this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly with you on the Tar Heels. It's the rebounding for me. Uh, Marquette was the worst rebounding team on offense and defense in the Big East this year. A lot of it on the defensive side is, is Kirk Kouas, who's their uh, shot blocker. He just overextends trying to block every shot instead of boxing his man out. If he's guarding Armando Baycott, that's a problem because he might have eight, ten, eight or ten offensive rebounds in this game. He, he really could go for 20 and 20 against a Marquette team that doesn't rebound. Yeah, in the first half. And, I think he might have eight yeah. rebounds in the first half. I'm going to bet his rebound yeah. prop over if I can get it, let me tell you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's one I have an eye on. And, I mean, I, I – unless Marquette shoots the lights out from three-point or something, I just don't understand how they're going to be able to answer that. So I'm with you. I think that North Carolina team, uh, I think they're starting to figure it out a little bit. They they didn't do great in Brooklyn at the the ACC tournament, but I do think Baycott is is too – seasoned and I think Manic is a really good player who's starting to come on again and I think the guard, their guard Caleb Love and RJ Davis are starting to play a little bit better than they were earlier in the year oh god man I hate I, I always hate seeing when I see that it's uh, anyone's name Junior and stuff like that because it really makes me feel <laughs> old but Jameer Nelson Junior you gotta be kidding me yeah. <laughs> Jameer Ron, Nelson Ron Harper Junior as well we've got we've yeah. got a tournament full of them uh, I know I know man I'm old I'm old like I'm, I'm it's pretty soon bro it's gonna be like I'm gonna be watching guys grandkids play I'm gonna be like oh my god <laughs> like Delino the Shields Junior Junior like <laughs> he's playing now <laughs> you know what I mean but so uh, obviously I gotta ask you about uh, about a Philly team 
team here and in the okay. area. So we got Villanova and, and the Blue Heads. Delaware are just, you know, they got hot at the right time, man. They got hot at the right time. They're a pretty confident team. How do you think they match up against uh, Villanova? I think they'll probably struggle against Villanova. You know, Dylan Painter is the Delaware center. He barely got on the floor back when he played for Villanova. Um, I think Villanova this year has taken care of business against lesser opponents. They went 19-1 and against quad two, three, and four games, and then only 7-6 and six against quad one teams. So I think they, they'll be fine against Delaware. It's that second, third round where I'm starting to wonder if this Villanova team looks more like the pre-championship Jay Wright teams that didn't advance very far versus the ones that had it, had it made and, and uh, won the title in 16 and 18. Um, I mean, Villanova, only six players really get on the court for Jay Wright. He, he'll put a couple other guys in just to spot minutes here and there, and only one of those guys is, is really a big man. I mean, Eric Dixon's a center. Jermaine Samuels kind of plays the 3-4, but he slides up the – play back of center as well. I think eventually they're going to run into a team that can take advantage of that, or they're going to either have, sadly, an injury or just a game with foul trouble where it gets called too close, and they're going to have to really start relying on some of those younger players that have barely played this season. Um, I think that depth is really going to be a concern, especially when you're looking at Villanova in the second round or in the Elite Eight on those second second game of a weekend with only one, one day of rest. I worry about a team like Villanova that doesn't have the depth there. 20 to 1, the Villanova Wildcats are to cut the nets down. Um, all right, Shane, so what are you looking at? Uh, what's your final four looking at? Um, I'm looking forward to this. I want to see if there's any surprises, upsets. Yeah. Who you have cutting down the nets? What do you got for us for the future betters out here? Sure. I like Kansas to advance to the final four, mostly because, like I said, they have the best draw for a one seed. Um, I like them to play Arizona in the semifinals. I think. Arizona's really good team. I'm a little worried about that injury for Kirk Creasa, but I think he'll be back by the time the game where they need him. Um, on the other side of the bracket, I'm, I'm with a lot of people. I think Kentucky's playing such good basketball that I have them going to the Final Four as well. Um, I just think Oscar Sheboy is a difference maker with that, that rebounding, gives Kentucky so many extra possessions, putbacks, three-pointers, all that stuff. Um, and then the the one surprise I'll throw out there, I like UConn out of that West region. Um, ooh, ooh. I, I, I am not a Gonzaga doubter. I've been a Gonzaga fan since I was eight years old. I think the people who don't think Gonzaga has what it takes in March don't know what they're talking about. That team has more tournament wins than anybody in the last five years. They can absolutely win. But at a certain point, the single elimination tournament, and if you get the wrong matchup, somebody can take advantage. And I think UConn is built not nearly as good as last year's Baylor team. That Baylor team was one of the best college basketball teams I've ever seen. But UConn is kind of like the diet light junior version of that Baylor team. They got guards that play nasty, aggressive defense. They can try to push those Gonzaga guards around. And then in the paint, UConn has athletes. And I, I know Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren are excellent players. They are second-team All-Americans, both of them. But I worry about if UConn just tries to turn the game into a fist fight, I, I don't think Holmgren and Timmy are the kind of players that show up and succeed in that kind of game. Sure, maybe the refs call every single foul and each both Holmgren and Timmy shoot 25 shots each. That's certainly possible, but I think there is a game plan for UConn to beat Gonzaga. And, you know, it's March Madness. Why not give it a shot? Love it. Uh, UConn are 16-1 to 1 guys to make the Final Four. And I would tell people all the time, I've been going over it, I said, you want Cinderella? Go rent the movie. Because the NCAA tournament, one seeds, it's always a one seed that wins. I said, except like every six years or so, UConn are the outlier. Um, and they have been. Well, <laughs> they have been. And maybe they are again. You say they could be again? Yeah. Shane? I, I, I'll, 
I'll add, uh, I like Arizona over Kentucky in the title game. UConn just to get to the final. Oh, my God. I don't know that they have the magic to, to, to finish it off. I don't want to freak you out, but I swear to God, bro, that's my bracket. Arizona beating it. Kentucky in the final. Uh, Shane, always a pleasure, man. We'll catch up with you down the road in the tournament. Thanks for the time, man. Awesome. Thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, you know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. There's so much going on. All these NFL signings. The Jacksonville Jaguars up to their old tricks. Jaguars. Yeah, we said we say it a million times, man. Uh, we say it over and over and over again that uh, bad teams, bad teams make mistakes, and this is why they're bad teams, right? Like Jacksonville. All right, so you get Christian Kirk. You're paying him like eighteen million dollars a year. Like Christian Kirk. Like really? So you're paying a number three wide receiver, eight, like you're paying him 18 mil? And like they brought Evan Ingram in from the New York Giants. Evan Ingram's a train wreck, right? And he's getting $10 million. So think about that. That's $28 million for two players, and those two players are Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. And we wonder why the Jags are who they are. I'm telling you, they got to let the son Tony run this thing. He does a good job with the wrestling. Um, the father does not do a good job with the football. So let's get back to the basketball uh, right now. And we've given you a lot of trends and historical data coming into this thing. I can't click it uh, for you. So we told you as far as no one's repeated since uh, 2006 and 2007. In fact, no uh, defending champion has even gotten out of the Sweet 16. The last four years, they haven't even gotten that far. The last four years, the defending champion has lost in the first or second round. And, of course, no team that lost in the first round of their conference tournament game has ever won a national championship before, and Baylor fall into that category as well. Uh, Baylor lost their first game in a Big 12 uh, tournament uh, game. One of the top four seeds has lost its first game in 12 of the last 13 years and 31 of the last 36. 
Right, so it's not going to be the one seed, right? So we know like Virginia is the only time that's ever happened before. It's 143 and one, but one of the top four seeds will lose. 12 of the last 13 years, 31 of the last 36 years, one of the top four seeds will lose their first game. I think a lot of people think that's Providence to South Dakota State. As we mentioned, one seeds are 143 and one all time. Virginia was the only loss, and of course they won the national championship after. Uh, last year, one seeds won by an average of 20, 28 points a game in the first game. The last 24 games, one seeds have won by an average um, uh, the one seeds. Every game has been decided by 14 points or more. So the last 24 games, the one seeds. And you know what's crazy is UMBC, they, uh, they, they crushed Virginia. They actually beat them by double digits. So that's pretty crazy. Last 24 Games with the one seeds have all been decided by 14 points or more. Uh, two seeds. All right, so uh, two seeds have lost the first game nine times before. Ohio State actually did it last year. Before that, the previous time it happened was Middle Tennessee State in 2016 beat Michigan State. So it doesn't happen all that often, but it has happened, the two seed getting knocked off. Uh, three seeds win 85% of the time. But what's amazing about this, the last four times that a three seed Lost to a 14 seed. It was a Big 12 team. All right, four seeds win 78% of the time, but this is where the games start to get closer uh, right now. Uh, the, the games uh, do do get closer. We all know about the five and the 12 seed. Uh, it's insane. How many times have at least two? So we know about the five and the 12. How many times have at least two of the 12s won against the five? 1990, uh, we've told you guys a lot about the 6 and 11, all right? And I like all these 11s. So the 6 and 11, since 2010, 11 seeds are 23 and 21 straight up against the 6 seed. Colorado State plays uh, Michigan. Colorado State are the 6 seed. Michigan are the 11 seed. I think Michigan are going to win that game. Texas uh, play Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech are the 11 seed. Texas are the 6 seed. I think Virginia Tech are going to win that game. LSU and Iowa State, it's a little bit tricky, I wouldn't be. I think that I think LSU probably win the game, but I think Iowa State are going to cover. I think that game's going to come down to the buzzer, literally and figuratively. It'll be like a one-point game, two-point game, or a buzzer beater for three or whatever. So I like the points in that game, and then the uh, the play-in winner, Rutgers and uh, Notre Dame get Alabama. I think it's going to be Rutgers, but I don't think Rutgers will beat Alabama. I don't think Rutgers is going to beat Alabama. Let's get into some of the um, the team team uh, trends right now. So Wright State, it should be noted if you're unaware of this because not everybody knows everything about these degenerate programs. Wright State, where are they located? Dayton, Ohio. Wright State are playing in their hometown tomorrow, but they're not playing on their home court. Right? They play where Dayton plays, so they're not playing on their home court, but they are playing in their home city. So you think Wright State fan is going to be there tomorrow? It's, 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 it's a home game for, for Wright State. It's a home game. Uh, Bryant are from Rhode Island. 
Leading scorer in the country with Peter uh, Peter Kiss. He averages 25.1 points per game. But they've got some other good players, too. Chris Pride's a good player. Uh, Hurtado's a good player as well. Brian are a good team. All right, Brian are on a seven-game win streak. Wright State coming in on a five-game win streak. Money's coming in on Wright State right now, up to three and a half. I think Wright State's talent should be enough to get it done. Yet, this going to be a close game. You guys know I follow the horizon, and I'm not really running to the window right now to pull the trigger. Uh, here, I do think it's going to be a higher scoring game as well. If the point spread keeps going up, I could be interested in Bryant. I think Bryant could play with these guys. So we talked about Texas. Texas have won 21 games this year. 16 of them were at home. Virginia Tech, 5-2 and two on a neutral court. 7-6 and six on the road. Uh, Virginia Tech right now, 7-1 and one straight up in their last eight basketball games. Beat Notre Dame. Beat North Carolina. Beat Duke. They're playing good basketball. They're a confident team. They're a hungry team. They got a chip on their shoulder. You know, here's an interesting game too. Here, the San Francisco Dons and Murray State. I thought Murray State was closer to Indianapolis than it is. It's a four and a half hour drive. Meanwhile, you've got the Dons traveling 2,275 uh, miles from San Francisco to Indianapolis for this game. We talked about. You know how we didn't like uh, Wyoming going to Dayton, Ohio. Talking about I don't like Colorado State having to go to uh, to Indianapolis to play a Big Ten team in Michigan and Big Ten country. And I don't like this spot for the Dons either. So you know the Dons are traveling 2,000 miles for this game. Although the game's a toss-up, it's going to be this going to be one of the funner games. I really like the over of this game. I think it's going to be points put up on the board here. One thing about the Dons is they went 2-6 and six against teams that are in the NCAA tournament uh, this year. All right, Murray State, 30-2 and two straight up on the year. These guys aren't used to losing basketball games. They haven't lost since December the 22nd. If you're wondering, well, who did they lose to? They lost to Auburn. They lost at Auburn, 71-58, Murray State did. And surprisingly enough, the other team to beat them was uh, East, uh, Eastern Tennessee. That was like the fourth game of the year. So they've only lost twice all year. They lost at Auburn, and they lost the fourth game of the year. I think they're going to beat the Dons. Uh, Illinois can be good, but these guys are stumbling drunk into the dance uh, here right now. All right, they're 2-7 and seven against the spread in their last nine. And Illinois are just 2-6 and six straight up against their last eight teams with a winning record as well. Um, Sister Jean. Loyola Chicago come into this thing. 4-11-2 against the spread in their last 17 games. But now it's not, they don't have to cover a spread now. But they, this game is in Pittsburgh. Um, uh, Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago playing in Pittsburgh. You know, we were in San Diego State. I know we got some Aztec fans tuning in. And you know I love Steve Fisher and the Aztecs and all this. And I think that... I don't think every Mountain West team is going to lose. I think Boise State's going to beat Memphis. And I think San Diego State, man, this game is just so, this game is just such a toss-up. Except I like the way Creighton's playing right now, man, despite losing their point guard. They're 9-2 against the spread in their last 11. And San Diego State, I don't like the scoring droughts, man. You know, scoring 65 or less and four of their last five. Creighton can put the ball in the bucket. It's going to come. This is going to be a real toss-up. It's a, you know, the game's basically a pick for a reason. But sorry, Aztec Nation, but I'm leaning with Creighton right now. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet.
you know, the, 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 the Iowa cycle, the state cycles, we're talking about, they're lucky to be here. So how about this? They lost by 31 in the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> they lost by 31 points in their conference tournament game. They got drilled by Oklahoma State. They've lost their last three games by a combined 55 points Iowa State. So why the hell do I think that they're going to hang around in this game? Just because I do. In the bizarro world. All right, the bizarro world fashion. I'll tell you what another, you know what a trendy uh, pick is? A lot of people, and uh, Shane talked about it earlier, everybody likes Colgate here. Colgate. These guys are 19-1 and one in their last 20 basketball games. They're also 4-1 and one of the over in their last five. The Badgers are 1-8 and eight against the spread. Their last nine games is a favorite uh, as well. This is a tr- that's another little trendy. It's funny because some people have the Badgers going really deep in the tournament, and a lot of people have the Badgers losing to Colgate. We're going to share all of our best bets uh, tomorrow night. We're going to get into it all. But uh, there's just a little data and info uh, for you. As far as my bracket is concerned, yeah, I'm looking, uh, like I said, I'm looking at Arizona. I don't like that everybody loves Arizona, but I'm looking at Arizona at 6-1 to one and Kentucky at plus 850. You take them both and, you know what I mean, we're going to make money, right? They play each other in the final, boom, we cash. Kentucky plus 850, Arizona 6-1. to one. I like Iowa to get to the Final Four. And they're 25-1 to one to win a national championship. Just for the record, and I'm, you know, we're going we're gonna to put our final bracket up uh, tomorrow on Game Time Decisions on the TV show, and we'll share it tomorrow night. Cam will join us. He's going to put his up as well. But I've got Gonzaga beating Georgia State, Boise State beating Memphis, UConn beating New Mexico State, Arkansas beating Vermont, Texas Tech beating Montana State, Michigan State beating Davidson, and Duke beating Fullerton. Then I've got, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be Izzo versus Coach K on TV for the last time. It's the Blue Blood special. They want it. They set it up this way. Michigan State just got to beat Davidson, and I think they will. And then it'll be Michigan State and uh, Duke. Duke will beat Michigan State. Um, everybody's talking about Rutgers or, or Notre Dame beating Alabama. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think Alabama will get bounced after that. But um, I don't think they will. I think Texas Tech will win there, and then Duke will beat Texas Tech. Basically, I've got uh, I got UConn, too. I think UConn going a nice little run here. UConn beat New Mexico State, and um, then UConn beats Arkansas. Even though I'm a hog guy, I think UConn will beat Arkansas. I'm not buying the hype with Vermont. I think Gonzaga beats UConn. And then it's Gonzaga-Duke, and Gonzaga beats Duke. My final four. Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, Iowa. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Raptors Clippers tomorrow night. All this college basketball talk. Raptors overnight number minus one and a half. Raptors are on the warpath on the West Coast right now. They rolled into a Phoenix on Friday night, beat the Phoenix Suns down. And uh, beat them easily, too. Right? They beat them down. Phoenix got all frustrated and were, like, starting fights. And, like, Devin Booker was all frustrated. They roll into Denver. They just they crushed Denver. Right, they didn't even have OG or Van Fleet, and they beat Denver down. And they, I watched them watch. I watched them all. You know, it's funny. Phoenix got mad. Like Phoenix were frustrated. The Raptors were dunking on them, and like the Raptors, like I said, are an edgy team that get under people's skin now. And um, so Phoenix got all frustrated, and Booker started pushing people and cheap shotting people. Denver just moped. Like Toronto went in there and just broke their will. It was a quiet building. Uh, the Lakers, same thing the other day. You saw the Lakers. LeBron started acting like a Baker Mayfield and uh, was crying and throwing the ball at Scotty Barnes and stuff. So the Raptors kicked their ass. There's one team left up next year, the Clippers. It's going to be a tough game for the Raptors. The Clippers are a scrappy, very competitive team. Uh, I think the Raptors will win, though. They've had a day off in between. And if you're thinking, oh, they're out in L.A. and stuff, whatever. The Raptors don't party. They're, the Raptors are a pretty serious team. Like, they don't, they, they've got their eyes on the prize. The Raptors are hell-bent on getting into the top six right now. And it's not easy because Cleveland aren't letting up. Right, so, it's a good game tomorrow night. Uh, Raptors, minus one and a half right now. Minus 130 on the money line. Tune into Game Time Decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern. We'll have our picks for Wright State and, uh, and Bryant. We're definitely going to be on Peter Kiss over props uh, here. The kid averages 25 points a game, and I don't think Wright State are going to stop him. All right, it's 24 and a half. So he averages 25.1. They made it 24 and a half. Great job by our crew. Thanks to all of our guests. LeGarrette Blunt and many more join us tomorrow. LeGarrette Blunt, Smart Minus Picks, under 9, you're on your own later.